All aboard the Freedom Express, Conductor Josh here. Now, last week was the 20th anniversary of the disaster uh, known as 9-11 when a terrorist hijacked planes and flew them into all sorts of places, including the Twin Towers, which ended up toppling. 3,000 Americans died that day. Really tragic, awful situation. I might consider it one of the darkest days in American history. It's definitely up there at the top, but not according to the modern day left. So 9-11 has been kind of bumped to secondary status. What has taken the top slot? Well, you know, January 6th, the, in, the evil disaster where all those mega-wearing evil people came and undermined democracy by w walking in the open doors of the Capitol and just kind of sitting there. Um, but here is what one person said. This is what Pam Keith Esquire said. Uh, she said, on uh, the 6th of January, 9-11 um, ceased being the worst thing that happened to America in my lifetime. It's really p weird and painful to process and say that. But it's the truth. And quite frankly, it's not even close. Yeah, 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 it's not even close. 3,000 people. How many people died on January 6th again um, due to directly related causes? Oh, yeah, one girl was shot by police, which is awful. But compared to 3,000 people being brutally murdered by terrorists? Yeah, 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 that is not only comparable, but yeah, that, that January 6th thing, oh yeah, that, that was so much worse. Send in your questions, comments, freedomexpresspodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at freedomexpresspodcast. Well, looking forward um, to this episode. Uh, so, President Biden, our favorite president, of course, and of course, Obviously, the champion of freedom for everybody concerned, um, except for everybody, uh, has instituted uh, vaccination mandates. I told you they were coming. I warned you. Here they are. And they're, he's just getting started. So I'm going to be asking the question, why, are, why am I taking such a strong stand? And why should you? And what is to be done? Why should you take a strong stand, even if you happen to be vaccinated? Why? We'll take a look at that. Well, I want to uh, jump right into this because I think it's uh, really important and there's uh, quite a bit to unpack here. So, New York is mandating that all healthcare workers get jabbed with the vax. Um, LA County mandating the vaccination for customers. They're going to have a vaccine passport for customers at bars, breweries, sporting events, etc. And our all-powerful President Biden um, has mandated that all private businesses uh, with 100-plus employees uh, must either mandate the vax or offer weekly testing. Now, here's is the deal. Last time I checked, the president didn't have the ability to just mandate something for that, for all Americans. That's, that's not how it works. Uh, if you want to turn to the Constitution, you should try reading it sometime. So should Joe, by the way. Um, you'll see that the executive branch has the power to enforce laws made by Congress. Now, where did this whole thing of executive orders come in? Ah, well, that's kind of a little bit 
of a uh, more recent, comparatively, edition. Not like ultra recent, but you know what I mean. And of course, the always, all-knowing, always right, all-wise, never-flippity-floppy Fauci uh, says that he would support vaccination requirements for air travel and for school. So, here, what's the big deal here? What is the big deal with mandating something that is supposed to be so beneficial? Well, there are a couple different reasons. And we've talked about these in the past, so I'm not going to rehash absolutely everything that we've talked about. So, number one, do we know 110% that the vaccines are harmless, perfect, innately, that will have no negative repercussions whatsoever? No, we don't know that. Do we know that there are uh, repercussions for everybody? No, we don't know that. But the thing is, there are questions. We're allowed to have questions. We should be allowed to have questions. That's the first thing. Number two, it's a matter of principle. You shouldn't be able to force somebody to inject something into their body against their will. And we're going to get into this uh, a little bit more. Um, and so all, a lot of the talking points of the less involve, uh, oh, all the people who refuse to get the vaccine are rebellious. The people who don't want the vaccine mandated are rebellious and don't care about the common good. Now let's, let's unpack this for a little bit and first address the rebellious part. All right. So to want freedom is not rebellious. That is what people in power say to those whom they have power over. That's what slaveholders said to the slaves who wanted freedom. Oh, they're rebellious. It's a slave rebellion. Pretty sure those are the exact words. So that is just kind of a thing that we see repeated throughout history. Oh, you're just being rebellious. You don't um, like authority. And that's not the thing. We follow authority. But just because you have authority doesn't mean you're always right. And also, they're, they're, they're talking about, oh, the common good. Well, if you don't get vaccinated, then you can be the carrier for the COVID. And you can go infect Jimmy's grandma over there. And she's going to die. And that's on your hands. And those are the fear tactics. And I know we've discussed fear tactics before, but I think it's really important to continue to, to address. We cannot live in a constant state of fear that we will uh, kill somebody or uh, infect somebody's grandma or et cetera, et cetera. If we lived in a constant state of fear, we would not ever drive on the highway. If we lived in a constant state of fear, we would never go anywhere. But fear is no way to live. Fear is no way to have a life. If you live in fear, you're giving up the joy that life can bring. But they really play to that that emotional side of, oh, you are responsible. It's your responsibility to care for everybody else. When, number one, we don't know that, you know how many breakthrough cases there are where people who are vaccinated either A, carry the disease, or B, get uh, infected themselves. You can still carry the disease if you're vaccinated, so that argument just falls flat. You can carry the disease if you're vaccinated, unvaccinated, masked, unmasked. It's just something that happens. Now, am I saying that we should just sit back and allow the COVID to, to run its course? No. 
But I'm not. I'm saying that we shouldn't have illogical arguments in dealing with this. I find it fascinating the parallels between vaccine mandates and abortion. Uh, you, because I am obviously against vaccine mandates, but and against abortion. So you might say, oh, you're saying my body, my choice with the vaccine. Oh, I should be able to choose for my own body. But how come you don't say that with abortion? We talked about this last week in episode 19. And first, we have to note that there is a difference. The vaccine is somebody else forcing you to inject something into your body that you would otherwise maybe not want. Forcing you to do something to your body that you do not want. Abortion, on the other hand, the difference is that it's not a, to your own body with abortion. I uh, I found this on the web. This is um, on MSDNC's The Readout. This is uh, Maria Teresa Kumla, uh, president of Voda Latina speaking here uh, as a special guest on The Readout. I wanted to uh, address some of her comments because I think it's really interesting her arguments made. This is in reference to abortion, but it also transitions into vaccines. So I think it's particularly uh, relevant, uh, the position of the left. Let's get into this. This is the thing. If we can level with the American people, with your public, we recognize that what the Republicans are trying to do is say you cannot have agency over your body, but if you're wealthy, You'll have access to whatever health care you need, including abortion care. Whoa, 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 pause, pause, pause. I'm sorry, which Republican said that? Which Republican said that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about if you're wealthy or not, if you can have abortion. That's not the Republican argument at all. That's not the conservative argument. It's the fact that it's about, again, principle. The fact that abortion is morally wrong, it's not about, oh, we want to take it away from all those poor people. But yeah, if you're rich, yeah, yeah, go ahead and have that abortion. What? That doesn't even make sense. I don't know how much of this I can take, but I'm going to try to get through this. This is once again a fight against the poor and not giving people and women the agency over their own body. Once again, the fight over the poor. Once again, once again. Yes, those those Republicans always going after the poor, making them have babies. Oh, those evil people. What are they arguing here? They think that the poor should have fewer babies? Is that what it is? Let's continue decisions for them. At the same time, you have a Republican Party who's encouraging people not to take the vaccine. Because hold on, hold on. There is no member of Republican leadership, to my knowledge, that is encouraging people to not take the vaccine. I think she, it's a fundamental misunderstanding of the Republican argument that freedom is by extension saying, telling you not to get the vaccine. If you want to get the vaccine, go for it. No one is stopping you. The thing is, if you're being forced, you shouldn't be forced into it. She's missing the entire point. Or maybe she's avoiding it. They should have agency to make a choice, even though that person could be COVID, uh, basically could have COVID and sadly infect a lot of people. So this is the hypocrisy. This is the hypocrisy, she says. Um, but even she kind of forgets to mention that even though you are vaccinated, that is not the cure-all be-all. And turns out you can still uh, have uh, the if you're vaccinated, you can still carry it and transmit it and spread the COVID. Interesting, interesting. 
Let's see if she has anything else to say. At the end of the day, when we want to have a frank conversation about who will access abortion under these new laws, it will be rich women, sadly. It will not be the middle class and it will not be the poor. And we have to make sure that regardless of socioeconomic status, every single woman has an agency over her body. All right. Yes, I agree 100 percent. Every woman, regardless of socioeconomic status, should have agency over her own body. But does that mean she should have agency to kill the baby inside of her? No. No, it does not. And so you see the logical fallacy, the jump in thought processes here. That, it go, that they argue this point, women should have right over their own body. But then they neglect to connect it to the fact that it's a different person growing inside of them. So they completely avoid the entire argument with this whole abortion thing. But, but anyway, I'm getting off point from the vaccine. The hypocrisy, she says. I think she's neglecting to notice her own hypocrisy. Because if she's for my body, my choice all the time, as she says, then she would say, yeah, be able to choose about vaccination status. Because that should truly be your choice because it is your body. It stems from the left's quest for control. You don't know how to make your own decisions. We have to make them for you. And you could, but see, they, you can turn that argument on its head and say, well, you, you say that people don't know how to make their decisions with abortion. You say that there should be control on that. Yes, I do. Why? Because there's a different standard. When something is morally wrong, it is objectable. But when something is a personal choice, that is the difference. I want to kind of quickly bring up this point, which I find really interesting. So if masks and social distancing and the vaccine all work, if masks are flawless, if social distancing works and the vaccines work perfectly, like there's said to, like the left claiming that they do, if all of these work, then why do we need all the other ones? Because you look, you look at places, they're like, make sure you're masked, make sure you're social distancing, even if you're vaccinated. So vaccinated status doesn't matter in a lot of circumstances. Even if you're vaccinated, wear a mask. Even if you're vaccinated, social distance. So is the vaccine useless? I know at my, my school here, uh, there was something that happened uh, I was a little bit uh, perplexed about. They made us uh, sit a seat apart, social distance, and uh, wear a mask. And I asked myself, well, if social distancing works, why do we need the mask? And if masking works, why do we need the social distance? It would seem like you would just need one or the other. Am I correct? But... I'll, um, the counter-argument there is, oh, you need to mitigate the threat, so masks do a little bit, and then social distancing do a little bit, uh, does a little bit more. But where is that line? Where is the, the, the golden mean to say? Where is that line where, oh, there's enough protection um, without being too infringing on freedoms? There is no line. Because it's all about, you have to do this, or you're an awful individual. Somebody said this uh, to, uh, collectively, the school the, uh, the other week. They said, do the responsible thing and social distance and wear your mask. Implying, therefore, that if you do not social distance and wear your mask, you are the epitome of irresponsibility. 
it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated. It doesn't matter if you have the COVID and have the natural immunization anyway. No, no, no. See, and it's these blanket rules that really bother me. That there's no exceptions for people that have have already had the COVID and therefore don't need to uh, get vaccinated or wear a mask, etc. Just real quickly about the mask thing. This is Dr. Fauci uh, before the pandemic. I wanted to bring about just this perspective real quickly that the the idea that masks are indispensable in um, uh, for infectious diseases turns out is a brand new idea. Here's Dr. Fauci just two years ago. And the best way for me to prevent getting an infectious disease and having to have you as my doctor is what? Um, wearing a mask. No, um, no, no. no. Need to do that. <laughs> you, um, if somebody's, I can see they're getting ready to sneeze or cough, you, walk away. You avoid all the paranoid aspects and okay. do something positive. A, good diet. B, you don't smoke, I know. I know you don't drink, at least not very much, so that's pretty good. Get some exercise. I know that you don't get as much exercise as yes, you should. That's correct. Get good sleep. I think that the normal, low-tech, healthy things are the right. best thing that you can do, David, is stay All healthy. Right. The best thing that you can do to stay healthy. Where'd that Dr. Fauci go? I kind of like that guy. But now he's wanting a vaccination mandates for air travel and for schools. And I ask all, all my friends, or all my listeners here that are in school whether high school, uh, college, uh, etc. What are you going to do if there's a mandate from the federal level? What are you going to do if there's a mandate to be vaccinated? Even if you are, what about all your friends that either don't feel comfortable with it, have objections to it, and so on? Are you going to stand up for them? Or are you going to say, oh, that's tough? And that is the attitude. Oh, that's tough. Too bad, those are now the rules. Just follow the rules. But I think we need to question, are the rules as they should be? Are the rules akin to common sense? Are the rules innately filled with freedom? And the answer, unfortunately, most of the time, is no. Alright, so we have a couple questions this week. I actually got a bunch of questions this past week. I'm going to spread them out over the next couple episodes. Uh, I have a question here from uh, Grant. Uh, Grant says, Afghanistan, thoughts? Alright, so we've talked about Afghanistan, I believe, two weeks ago, episode 17 and 18. Just real briefly, awful situation, all Biden's fault. Um... And I don't say that as a just a pointing finger of the blame. This is legitimately his fault. Why? Because he had the ability. He had, had the foresight. I don't know if he... Or, I'm sorry. I assume he has foresight. My bad. My mistake. He had the ability to withdraw um, in an orderly fashion, taking a lot of our stuff with us, not just abandoning it for the Taliban to receive bunches of weapons, etc. He had the ability to not leave Americans stranded in Afghanistan, which, by the way, the Taliban is now hunting down the Americans that are left. So, yes, it is President Biden's fault. And what does he say? Oh, I have no, no responsibility. Uh, and he turns his back. When he turned his back, remember I talked about that, how somebody asked him a question about Afghanistan and he turned his back and walked away. When he turned his back on that reporter, 
He turned his back on the Americans in Afghanistan. He's turned his back on us, the American people. So those are my thoughts on Afghanistan, Grant. Thank you for the question. Uh, I have a question here from Jackson. Not innately political, but very philosophical. Jackson asks, Pineapple on pizza? Question mark. Interesting, interesting. I am akin to the belief that pineapple uh, on pizza is innately immoral. Because, I don't know, it's disgusting. I'm sorry. To, <laughs> if you like pineapple on pizza, I think you need to re-examine your stand in, in Christ. Because, <laughs> because uh, it's, I, don't, I, I can't find that appealing at all. Uh, pepperoni and mushroom is the way to go on pizza. Those, uh, those are my favorite toppings there. Send in your favorite pizza toppings. I'm kind of interested to see. Uh, send in more questions. Thank you, Grant and Jackson, to freedomexpresspodcast at gmail.com or at freedomexpresspodcast on Instagram. Share, share, share this episode and uh, my Instagram page. Make sure you tell all your friends about this podcast because it is so enlightening, so wise, and has such a handsome host. Yep, that's me. This is the Freedom Express.